Hi, and welcome to the Karma Podcast, where we discuss the difficulties of being a first-generation immigrant, a woman of color in today's society, and a Gen Z activist. So let's hope our karma's good and get into today's episode. So this week, we're going to be talking about the United States Electoral College. Um, this is a pretty hot button topic right now with the elections going on right now. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about it from uh, an educational point of view, based on what we've learned in our different classes, Definitely. based on how it uh, impacts our lives as citizens or, uh, I guess, constituents of America <laughs> is the better word for it. Yeah. Um, so, Pertulia. I don't know, like... I, I feel like this is a very, like, controversial... To- well, it can be controversial, but it also, like... It's history, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the Electoral College has been around for, what, how many years? Like Since our... This is... It's in our Constitution. Yeah, so it's, like, hella long. <laughs> yeah. So, just for a little bit of context, I'm a huge political buff. Uh, I plan on pursuing pol- politics in college. So, this is kind of... Uh, my my bread and butter um yeah, this and is definitely like like when i talked about like hey we should probably do this episode perna space lit up like a light bulb oh, like yeah, she was not like, even oh, kidding let's do the electoral <laughs> i have like i debate this with like my dad every other day it's like I, I i know my stuff when it comes to this um but i just wanted to ask like what do you as a fairly like you know average citizen of america period who's i mean <laughs> not I'm, even a citizen but a fairly average person living in america <laughs> and i mean you've had some education on this yeah i did take ap gov yes ap so. gov so but like what do you know what do you know about the electoral college so i know the electoral college is basically like a bunch of rich dudes who pull up, mm-hmm. so basically we have a popular vote and then the electoral vote, right? Mm-hmm. The popular vote is where we vote directly. We're mm-hmm. like, you know what, um, like, like let's say like you vote red or blue, like I vote red, I vote blue, I vote red, I vote blue. Like that's all of us popularly voting. Mm-hmm. While the electoral college basically takes what, like, what our state is, like mm-hmm. fully, and they say mm-hmm. what they think our vote is. Okay, so yeah, you pretty much got the general idea of it it's obviously a lot more complex i saw this tiktok yeah i know okay i'm so like hip but i saw this tiktok where it was basically this one dude who was like it was basically describing how the electoral college worked and this guy he goes to a frat party okay and there's a guy like serving the drinks and um the person who's at the frat party is like hey can i get a white claw and the guy serving the drinks is like actually i'm not the bartender i need to go tell the bartender what i think you want mm-hmm. and um the guy ordering the drink was like well i want a white claw and then the guy behind the counter being like oh i'm gonna tell the bartender this mm-hmm. he was like oh um well i think you want milk so, <laughs> so he goes to the back and he gets him milk even though even though he ordered a white claw and that's <laughs> I mean, it is a very expensive game of telephone, to be put honestly. <laughs> but and before I delve into my historical context and such, <laughs> this is all theory as far as I know. Again, I am 16 years old. I am just a history buff. Does not mean I know any of she this. She is not a poli sci major yet. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, check back in another, another five years. Um, but Check back in another 20 when she becomes president. Like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't. Can. We established this. Like. Yeah, we did. We cannot. I cannot become president 
Um, still vote me into office, though. We'll see. Like, what can they do about it? If I'm voted as president, what can they do about it? Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Um, the so, Electoral College going to be like, no. <laughs> so, so the Electoral College is, uh, so as Pretoria kind of said, they are an intermediary between the office of the president and the vice president and uh, the popular vote. So uh, this is Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 Shut of the up. United States Constitution <laughs> states that each state can own, uh, not own, um, each state can hire their own electors. It does not say who those electors have to be. It does not say the number. But the way the number is derived, uh, as most people who are up to date on politics know, it's 538. So I remember that, actually. mm -hmm. (laughs) So the way that it comes from is that we have 100 senators and we have 435 House of Representatives. Uh, To dive that in a little bit deeper, the Senate is two per state, while the House of Representatives is based on the The population. The population of the state. I believe it's one representative for... It's either 375,000 people is my guess, or it's either 700. So that, I don't really know that number. <laughs> um, but, so there's 435 of those people. So when you add that, you get 535. And you guys must be thinking, what happened to the other three? Well, if you're thinking it's Puerto Rico and all the territories, that's funny because that's not correct. It's actually D.C. Little <laughs> D.C. gets more say in uh, who becomes president than a large territory of Puerto Rico. But that is a that's different... That's tea for another time. That's tea for another time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Wash- the District of Columbia gets three votes uh, as... There's only one other state who get that gets three votes, and that's Wyoming because nobody lives in Wyoming. If you're out in Wyoming, you're lying. Wyoming's um, not real. <laughs> it's I'm not. I'm sorry. They use you to keep all the aliens from Area 51. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm <you>? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's three because again, two senators and the bare minimum of one House of Representatives. So even though that number is 438, it does not mean that the electors are actually the senators of the House of Representatives. The House, the representatives, the representatives of the the House of Representatives. Um, (laughs) It's not them. It's actually usually mayors or governors, uh, people who hold local office. Honestly, based on your state, you could become one. So look into it. Become an elector, guys. Yeah, help Um, us out, bro. Like, help (laughs) out. So usually, electors vote in their state lines. So the way that works is. Say a state has 11 electors, and the popular vote is uh, 53% to 50, 42%, and then the other remaining percent, because I can't do math, is uh, an independent party. We were literally just playing rummy and, like, <laughs> girl. <laughs> I can't do math. Um, yeah, I, put, I confidently put down cards thinking I had less than 21 where I had... Oh, wait, that's blackjack. Oh, see? <laughs> crazy. Um, no comprehendo math. Anyway. But she's good for the political stuff. So. The political stuff. So say there's one majority. Um, then some states say that all 11 of those delegates go to the majority, whoever uh, was that majority person. And some states decide to split it up. So let's say that there are nine electors Mm -hmm. in a state. And uh, 
Person A wins 66% of the popular vote. Person B wins 33%. That means that three of those electors go to person B, six go to person A. That is pretty rare. That's called a split vote. Um, I believe there's only two states in it. Again, I do not know much of the modern political implications of this kind of thing because things are changing constantly. I can tell you about the history, which is what I'm going to do. So, and you guys are like, for a country that's uh, whole claim is democracy, we have... But isn't that unfair, though? Because, Because honestly, look, like, we are all casting our own votes and in this generation at least i understand back then mm-hmm. like they might have like this electoral college to maybe like because not everyone's educated not mm-hmm. everyone's like not everyone knows what's going on you know mm-hmm. so that's why i understand why like back then they might have done it but does isn't that obsolete now because with media with journalism with like all stuff like that well that's actually a common misconception because back in the day only educated people were able to vote that's so, also true. Yeah, yeah, right. Only white landowner men mm-hmm. could vote. And usually those were the people in politics. But the reason that the Electoral College exists is because the founders didn't trust the people. Let's be honest, democracy isn't in the Constitution. We is only in the Constitution at the very beginning. After we, the people of the United States, we don't talk about people anymore. So it's it, true. Yeah. It's, and honestly, that's smart. Because people's opinions can change in a flash. Also, with the media, like, with the media, like, that can skew our opinions so much, too. I bet George Washington was sitting there thinking... uh, George Washington knew about Fox News. (laughs) When you gaze into the future... (laughs) That's so Raven. (laughs) That's so George Washington. Um, That's that's a show. That's a show. Um, But, yeah, so the point is that they didn't trust the people. And honestly, they're correct. Because people's opinion is fairly fickle. And the whole point is that the electors don't vote in November like we all do. We are actually recording this on November 3rd. Yeah. Um, it's literally election day, and we're sitting here looking at the polls like, <laughs> I don't think, oh, uh, I haven't been keeping too much up with the polls. I like to look at the broader implications of things, honestly, guys. And this is just my own political uh, ideology, is that I don't look at who, who it is. I don't care who it is. Um, I look at policy once it happens. And it, it just, yeah. it keeps my brain clear of the entire, uh, the whole hogwash of uh, yeah, situations going on right now. It doesn't I don't matter care. blue or red. Like, no, for it you. doesn't. It, like, you just care about what they're going to do about it. Yeah. And that, that's one of my things. And also, it's a, it's a risky game of, is that ever going to actually happen? Because politics is half-lying and half-bluffing, and Money. the other half is uh, actually doing stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if you math majors are out there. That doesn't equal a whole... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pick your, pick your half. That's blackjack brain right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... AP Calculus BC, here I come. Um, oh, but anyway, um, so with the whole idea of not trusting people, that is why the electors vote in December. Is because the hot button stuff happens in January or in November, yeah. where the presidential elections. And taking another step back from the actual elections, in the primaries, uh, the candidates are aiming in their party. They're trying to get the popular vote in their party. So they have far right or far left ideals. 
their ideals are way, way out of the moderates because they're trying to appeal to their own party. Right. And then once they get to the general election is when they try to hit more moderate because they're trying to pick up those middle lane people. Right. Um, usually more educated people. And when I say educated, I don't mean the general populace. I mean, like, political science educated. I yeah. mean people who are... Um, not just looking at both sources of media and stuff like that, but people who actively know what the background and the historical context is for most things. They're yeah. called critical junctures. Um, uh, Prayer in a what? <laughs> I know. I'm pulling out all of my comparative gov notes right now. Um, but the whole point is that they are trying to pick up the middle lane. So now they kind of rein in their policies and kind of try to swing both ways and uh, get those swing states. So swing states are states that uh, sometimes vote one side, sometimes vote the other party. Um, And some states are consistently one party. And uh, the other day, my dad was saying, is there any chance that XYZ state would ever vote the other way? And I'm like, that brings up a brilliant point because the parties weren't always like this. Voter registration is a spike. I I believe there's more people that voted before November 3rd that had voted in the last election. I'm not that. I I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Uh, Somewhere as in TikTok. Um, (laughs) uh, I love how TikTok, TikTok is literally the whole only reason why I know about politics. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the whole thing with the... And and it's odd. The Electoral College is... Yeah, the Electoral College is odd because not many people uh, like it because it's like, why are these uh, random, sometimes elected officials, sometimes not elected officials, voting in our stead? Why are they voting so far in December? Well, not only does public opinion change overnight, say there's a scandal that leaks, right? Yeah. Uh, say there's a picture out there and... Uh, released on November 1st. People go to the polls raging, saying, that person sucks. So popular opinion becomes 60 to 40. And let's be honest, even no matter how many ragers people have, not ragers, how much raging people do, yeah. uh, the vote is never really that uh, that big of a difference. Right. But um, So say that that leaks, and it's like one one day later, it's like, oh, it's been doctored. Well, these people can't go back and change their vote, but you know who can? The The Electoral College. College. Sometimes, though, they are obligated to vote for the the majority of their state. How are they? Wait, shouldn't they always be obligated to vote for the majority of their state? Even though, yes, things may change, that's what we put at the time, right? So that should be the, that should be what... The people vote for because that's how America works. That's how America should work. Yeah. Well, democracy is one of those things where you can't really trust the general populace too much, but you also can't not trust the general populace too much. It's towing that line between autocracy and democracy. Yeah. And that's something that we always play with. And one of the checks on, and our whole government was based on the foundation of checking the the main source of power, right. the national government. Um, our states came first and then our national government. But the Electoral College is the only check on the people, on the public. And and it's heavily contested whether or not that's good, whether or not that's bad, whether or not that's fair. 
But honestly, it is what it is, and it's an age-old thing, and that's not going to change. And sometimes you have disagreements, right? And But honestly, isn't that what America is, though? Like, our representatives should be representative of the people. Yeah. So if most of the people say, hey, I want this person, even if, yes, a scandal happens or whatever, we voted for that at that time. Mm-hmm. We signed up for that. The most of us said this is what we wanted. Yeah, and sometimes that's correct. Sometimes that's not correct because people aren't correct. That's so, true. Like, right? like People's opinions change a lot. I'm aware of that. But again, it's the electoral college's job to... Yeah. represent the people and the people want this so the electoral college is okay we'll give we'll i give will put this. in what i what the people want and sometimes the numbers just don't work out though yeah like say the split is what it is and um even though the popular vote in xyz state was correct sometimes the numbers just don't match up as they didn't in the 2016 election i believe the last time that happened was in like the 1950s yeah like and parties are pretty fickle. Parties change all, not all the time, but parties change every so often. Like the time of FDR, the Republican, the general Republican uh, thing is check on the power of the national government. That's kind of yeah. what they stand for as of right now. Um, laissez-faire economy, uh, privatization, that whole shindig. Um, but back in the day, FDR was a Republican, I believe, and he did the New Deal, which was the biggest yeah that was nationalization very, very, movement yeah yeah so and this is another thing for people if you're in a different country america does things weird so our left is your right and our right is your left oh yeah right um, when right. we say liberal we actually mean conservatives and for all you americans who are like this girl's crazy because the world deals in economy right when we yeah. say liberals we mean uh, civil liberties yeah and those are usually the people who are more um saying the economy shouldn't be as uh it shouldn't be as, as privatized it should be more socialist it should be more um it should be more like giving to the people not as much private and people and business yes. people doing their own thing right yes yes um and corporatism is yeah. one of the words um that we throw out there sometimes capitalism is another one yeah and Usually that is uh, called conservative economy. In America, yeah. Yes, because you're conserving the economy of the place. And uh, our conservatives in America are people who like laissez-faire economy and like to prefer to Definitely. have uh, businesses do their own thing. Uh, more privatization. So this is a liberal economy. So just so a when little, other countries they think what we think is conservative is liberal. liberal. Yep. Oh, okay. So just like the metric system, it's not just science that America screwed up. <laughs> um, we screwed up politics too. <laughs> if you look at that, um, and particularly, I want to ask you this: How? And I know you can't vote yet, uh, yeah. and some of our listeners might not be able to yet either. But how does it make you feel to think that even though you're spending this time registering to vote, going through the entire process, it's going to be some person, unnamed, <laughs> unfaced person yeah. who's going to vote sometime in December? How does that feel? Honestly, I'm, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I'm really not okay with it. Because I like to think of myself 
I'm not, I might not be as educated as you are, Perna, but I know what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I might not know all, like, all these, like, politics, like, stuff like that, but I, I know what I believe. I, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure after, like, especially with media right now, with, with being teenagers, with becoming adults, mm-hmm. I think we definitely, like, understand the world a little bit more. So I don't see why we need some nameless, faceless person to vote for us. Yeah, and 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 such yes, as... the people can be wrong. I agree with what Washington was trying to do. I agree with his mindset, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's obsolete now because yeah. a lot of people are moderate. Yeah. So and such as democracy, right? So there's different types of voting. Uh, this is another again super <laughs> yeah. fancy word that I'm going to drop, but there's proportional representation, and there's first past the post, which is single member district plurality yeah so that's the idea of voting along party lines versus voting along uh based on who it is and it's complex it's very very complex um proportional representation is if if uh, 54 percent of people vote for this party then 54 uh the party is going to get 54 seats and they can choose whoever they want to go in there yeah. And then first past the post or uh, single member district pl- plurality is, as it says, single member district. So even that 54% would pick that one person, right? Well, no, it would be that each of those, the, the total number doesn't matter. So one district could like one party and the next district could like the other party and that's fine. Oh, okay. So, and we are single member district plur- yeah. plurality in America. Other countries aren't. Another uh, country that's uh, uh, SMD is uh, the UK. Yeah. So it's it's a very complex thing, and the electoral college is heavily contested, and it's and it's rare that they disagree with people, but sometimes they do, and it's situations like that that make us take a step back and uh, kind of go into outreach because it's like what, but we but we voted, and it takes away from voting as a as as a whole but it's an important part of our history as well right and it's and i and i have a stance i'm not going to say my stance but my general saying is whatever you're deciding on the electoral college whatever you think about it whatever you think about politics or voting the entire process of that it's important to remember why it's in place. Right. People know what it is. People know how it's impacting their life. But nobody That's asks why. why. That's why, like, I even wanted to, like, talk about this episode. Because, uh, like, I know, like, a, I have, like, a very basic general idea of what the Electoral College is. Like, before mm-hmm. we had this conversation. But I genuinely wanted to, like, understand what was going on and our views about it. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to see what we were thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, like, I I genuinely think, like, like I understand where Washington was coming, coming from. I understand why history did what it did. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like world the world's changing. Yeah. People are getting sm- more educated. People are getting more. People are understanding what's happening around the world a lot more than they did back then. Mm-hmm. And honestly... The whole basis of America is democracy. Like, the whole reason why we even, like, separated from the British was because we wanted to have our own say and we wanted freedom and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, I feel like in the end it's kind of contradictory, isn't it? It is, but again, such as democracy. So, There's yeah. no democracy without factions. There's no democracy without issues. And it's foolhardy to say that you can have a democracy with a consensus. True. Because that is, that is incorrect. <laughs> that, that is, is just so flat out incorrect. If there's no contest, the whole point of why things take so long in America is that nobody agrees on anything. Nobody <laughs> agrees on anything. And that's why it's like that. That's why we have two separate houses. That's why we have so many levels of passing a law. It's not just somebody writes it and says, here, sign it. Right? It goes yeah. through committee after committee after floor readings after um again another committee and then a <laughs> floor reading and then a fine a finality and then a vote and then probably back to committee and then to the other side and then it's to the president takes forever. It happens so long and it's I'm just happy complex. we did this. Yeah. Like, I'm just happy because especially with like what's going on now with the election literally election days today when we were recording this. Um, I don't know. It, it's good to know what's going on around us. It's good to know it's good to know how things happen the way they happen. Yeah. And then that's that's all we ask. It, it can be uh disillusioning to find out that your vote kind of doesn't matter, but it does. Because if everybody's vote doesn't matter, then that one person who does vote decides everything. <laughs> so exactly. I know it's a little bit late, but if you can vote in the next election, go do it. You know? Um, please vote for the people who can't. <laughs> yeah, please vote for the people who can't. Um, so that has been a pretty jumbled, but I hope kind of explanatory and informative yeah. um, episode. I am talking through my own research and my own recollection, but I might be wrong, so don't come after me if I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think that's all for this week's episode. Yeah, this was a really, really great episode. Like, I'm so happy that we did this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And our charity for this week is still Alight, like last time. Alight is a family of organizations that works closely with refugees, trafficked persons, and economic migrants to co-design solutions that help them build and fu- build full and fulfilling lives. So, yeah, make sure you guys donate to Alight, and we can also track the donations that we get from this podcast, so make sure to donate as much as you can, if you can. This has been another episode of our podcast, Karma. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and donate to this week's charity, Alight. Links are going to be in our descriptions. And like always, we will be posting bi-weekly, so see you guys next time on on Karma. Karma.